I solemnly swear that I'm up to no good. Are you Tony Stank? Don't get technical with me. She needs to sort out her priorities. That's no moon. I can do this all day. Yeah, I know. So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first. Welcome to the A Plus Z Movie Review Podcast. I'm the A, that stands for Alex. And I'm the Z, that stands for Zach. And uh, we're, we're diving back into the rom-com <laughs> world this week. And I mean, it's just a vibe. I believe I read recently that Nancy Myers is getting a deal with Netflix. That sounds And she's wonderful. responsible for some of the best rom-coms all all time and like the parent trap yeah yes and we're we're uh, no stranger to the rom-com around here i love a good rom-com i love a good rom-com what how is, to lose a guy in 10 days that's your favorite one that's my favorite what's yours i love um crazy stupid love if that counts as a rom-com that's an interesting question does it count as a rom-com i guess it it's does not like outwardly calm it's like dealing with a a guy's divorce i guess yeah. i don't know let me think <laughs> let's let's see what uh yield wikipedia wikipedia or google references it as a romance slash comedy that is the Boom. definition of rom-com i mean it's it's crazy stupid love hands down like there is no better twist than that two minute chunk at the end david linhagen doesn't know about the naked pictures <laughs> the what <laughs> i think my favorite part of that though is like when they just say each other's names back and forth to each other and then it leads up to the the neighbor tackling him which is yeah. like julia michael i, I don't remember their <laughs> all names but it's just like boom 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 like what huh you huh anyway we're not talking about any of those rom-coms here today what we're talking about is a, a first uh, a new plateau, a new mainstream version of the gay romantic comedy. Yeah. Starring one of our favorite uh, entities. I don't know if you could call him a, 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 just a comedian or just a, a writer. He's a... He's a... Presence. He is a presence. We're talking about Billy Eichner. Who yes. Who we wrote, came to love as a... He wrote and direct... Did no, he didn't direct it. He wrote. He did not direct it. No, he wrote Bros. We saw Bros. Yes, he co-wrote it with Nicholas Stoller, who is the director. Excellent. And Nicholas Stoller is famous for things like uh, directing Forgetting Sarah Marshall. We love Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Get him to the Greek and not Neighbors and Neighbors Two. He also co-wrote and executive produced The Muppets and Muppets Most Wanted. Oh. He also wrote and directed Storks. Oh, do you so, remember Storks? Someone does. <laughs> that guy does. I, I was listening to a podcast with him on it and they were like, oh, uh, yeah, you did an interesting thing where you worked on Storks. And it's like, we're really having a serious conversation about the movie Storks. It's anyway. like when anyone tries to talk to Matt Smith about Morbius and he's like, OK, and what? I'm sorry. <laughs> what was that? Uh Yes, yeah, so we we grew to know Billy Eichner as Billy on the Street. Billy on the Street. Uh, probably we were probably first introduced to him on Parks and Rec. Really, now that I think about it, I probably saw his four dollar bits like <laughs> for a dollar. crop up on the internet. But my for first... a dollar, name a romantic comedy. Uh, 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 uh the Gladiator. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, just as I... sweaty, but not as funny. Oh God, I. I think our first serious introduction to anything Billy Eichner related outside of Billy on the Street was Parks and Rec, where he's just, I don't know if he's like a caricature. I mean, probably not. I mean, it's just, there's some imprint of Billy on the Street in that, Mm -hmm. in that role, but he's, he's excellent as, what's his name? Paul? I don't remember. I, no I just I just see him and I'm like, oh, Billy Eichner. I do that with everybody on that <laughs> and show, she though. She drove me here. And she drove me. That's that's the line that <laughs> that sticks with me. Uh, no, but uh, well, I mean, we'll we'll dive into 
Billy Eichner's style and, and personality in, in this podcast for sure. Before we get into anything, Alex, what's our Instagram handle? A.Z underscore movie review. You can also find us on Twitter, A underscore Z underscore movie review. Um, you'll find our, our reviews, our up downs, and Twitter, we might be more active with movie news, but follow us on our social media channels. This movie, again, is Bros, a gay romantic comedy starring uh, Billy Eichner, also starring a bunch of people you never heard of. Uh, wow. <laughs> Well, unless you're a Hallmark movie enthusiast, maybe maybe you've heard of Luke McFarlane. I've heard of Luke McFarlane, and I am not a Hallmark person. He played Scotty Wendell on an ABC drama called Brothers and Sisters that was phenomenal. I've seen season one of that show easily like four times. It's it's so just so good. Excellent ensemble cast. Calista Flockhart. Sally Field. Like, come on. There, there are some character actors in here for sure um, that, that you would know that like you would wreck. You wouldn't be able to necessarily pull their names out, but like the Dean from community, mm-hmm. Jim Rash mm-hmm. on in this movie. Dot Marie Jones. Dot Marie Jones. Uh, Harvey Firestein. Um, oh, who's his the bald friend of his? Oh, I know in the club. Talking about. Yeah. Oh, his name is Guy Branham. Yes. Uh he he's i mean it's it's, you've seen him before if if anyway it's a deliberately lgbt cast yes and i mean bravo well done who can tell those stories better than than lgbt people sure and and you know we'll we'll we should get into like maybe the reception of it and the the box office too because look here's the thing this is a very funny movie yep it is very funny is it perfect? No, and it, it has its faults for sure. But it's a funny movie. It has a, a known uh, actor. Uh, it has. It's executive produced by Judd Apatow. Yeah. For God's sakes, like it's. It has all the bones, all the ingredients to be a hit comedy, and the, I think it might have been ten years ago. Maybe. I think this. I think this kind of movie has passed by maybe you know there were moments i genuinely was laughing sure genuine laughs happening like it's it's i don't want to say formulaic because it like is it is but it isn't it's complicated it it is the basic rom-com structure but with different situations than what we're Mm -hmm. used to seeing Mm -hmm. in your traditional rom-com just based on the 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 gay actors writers not even just shouldn't just limit to gay either. It is a full LGBTQ plus correct cast. Um, and I mean, it's, it's great to see. And it, it sometimes you have success with movies like that, whether it's a black Panther or a crazy mm-hmm. rich Asians mm-hmm. or, you know, landmark, uh, movies for, for racial equality. And this one didn't hit the mark, a, a budget of $22 million. Wow. Grossed 13 million. Oof. a hard flop which is it, it, this movie had been marketed fairly well i thought i i don't i don't know what could have been done to make it more of a success it was in a weird part of the year we've talked about how it's been this like lull of movies and you would think did it get delayed at all like um, covidly delayed um it premiered at the, at the 2022 toronto film festival in september hmm. Um, production. Principal photography was set to begin June twenty first of twenty twenty one. Uh, so no, no, All no right. delays as far as I can tell. I mean, rom coms get shot pretty quickly. It's not yeah. like you have a whole lot of action sequences to set up or CGI or anything like that. Um, but you know, it just I I did see an interesting take from the L.A. Times. That said, uh, that we, I I don't know if it was from a gay critic or not. I didn't I didn't fully like dive into the story, but it was something along the lines of, just because it's gay art doesn't mean we need to go support it. They basically saying that he didn't feel that it was good enough to like. Yes, we want to support inclusion, but you don't just want to support things for inclusion's sake if you don't enjoy it. Yeah, and 
like I can definitely like there are parts of this movie that it does take a while to get into. Mm-hmm. Billy Eckner's character is kind of unlikable for a good majority of the movie. <laughs> and that's kind of where I think Billy Eichner's personality comes into play. I, we love Billy Eichner mm-hmm. in online bits and where he's clearly like in a character role when he's trying to fill out a whole movie as the lead. If he's going to play that kind, that card, it, it, it maybe rubs up against people. And I, we, I could see that. We don't have a good like sample to measure against because we did not see live action, non-live action Lion King into which he plays uh, Timon. But even then that's a character, right? That's a side side right, character. Right, but it's a different ca- I mean it's it's Timon is not going down the Sahara saying, "Hey, you for a dollar, would you eat your friend?" Like, no. Pumba for a dollar, would you eat this roach? <laughs> of course. <laughs> said Seth Rogen with a <laughs> We we love the Lion King. We have not seen. This we have Lion not King. seen that. What we have not seen Beyonce's Lion King. No, we did not. <laughs> um. So you know, we all all that aside. Um, we we've, we've talked a lot about it. We kind of intimated it, but did you like it? I did. I, I. I mean, I appreciate a good rom com. Um, there's a lot to love here. There's a lot to kind of go. Um, there's a lot to kind of go, oh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> having a full, full admittance. I saw the trailer on Instagram while I was at work, not knowing it was the red band trailer. Oh boy. <laughs> and there were some things that popped up and I was like, oh, I should not be watching this. <laughs> yeah. This is a rated R movie. And like. That's the thing that I kind of mean by what I said earlier. I think 10 years ago, this movie does great box because it's it is a Judd Apatow comedy. It is raunchy. It is of a certain age. It has certain situations, jokes that like it's it's a Judd Apatow movie, but the characters are gay and it's not like they're not making fun of the fact that they're gay. They're just using they're just making jokes like you would anybody else, Uh, you know, sexual jokes, but it's not like jokes about oh you're gay haha funny yeah no it's it's just this a gay sex joke that is funny because it's funny yeah not because it's about you know you're not making fun of someone right exactly which is kind of like the point yeah and and so it's it's good in that way but i i i'm on the same level with you but i think i'm a little bit less i i i do think it's funny i said for sorry just real quick for for my blurb i said Missed a good rom-com session, genuine laughs, and a great step in the right direction for LGBT representation, which I should have included those other letters, but point they, remains. They, they really need to like make that easier. It's fine. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's funny for sure. But like I said, I don't, having Billy Eichner be the lead makes it, it makes it tough for a little bit. We talked about this. He is kind of a, a a rough guy in terms of his like outgoing personalities in your face. I think that was something that you and I had discussed after we saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, was that we, you know, if Billy Eichner is writing it, like we like what he wrote, but I kind of wish I could see someone else in his role. Exactly. Just to see how it would, how it would play because you know when he gets all agitated i just go up there's billy and Mm -hmm. it's you know you kind of get lost and the thing with the movie too is it's not those internet bits where it's not a billy on the street where he can move on from a person in five (laughs) seconds he's there for five ten minutes doing whatever the scene needs him to do and it's like at a certain point i just i felt myself sitting there like billy pull up billy pull up Billy, pull up. You got you to gotta get out of this nosedive. Get out of this hole that you're digging. There's a good third of the beginning, you know, yeah. where it's just like, th- this is this is a little rough. The but... other thing that I found rough is Luke McFarlane. <laughs> he's the, the romantic love interest. And as I said, he's, he's a guy that's acted in Hallmark movies. And there's sort of a joke to that effect in the yeah. movie. But it also is like... I look at him and I watch him act and I'm like, oh yeah, you're a Hallmark movie actor. His character was a little tough. Like very wooden. He kind of goes through this thing of 
self-discovery, which is good, but it was. He doesn't doesn't because he's outwardly gay, but his moment of self-discovery is like, well, we don't want to. We'll get into the spoiler part, but not there's a whole lot of spoilers for this, but like. They have they have like a there's a climactic moment where like they're fighting somewhere and or well, I, I mean, I don't know. There's a couple, but it's. I don't even know what my original <laughs> point was. I um, just so well, I I enjoy him. I I take him for what he is, and I you know there's he was fine, I guess. But you <laughs> you're you're making some valid points as well. It, it, he was. I, I don't know. Like he's 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 cast, a cutie. He's, he's cast for cutie. how he looks. And he, damn, you, is he ripped. Like, his first scene right. is in the club, and he's just wearing, like, pants. When and I was out, like, oh, my God. When you outline what his, what his role in the movie is supposed to be, if you just picture him, like, yes, that's what he looks like. Does he execute it so well? Yeah. I don't know. He's a cutie, though. Um, little Scotty Wendell. <laughs> so, uh, we'll, Son to Wally. We'll, we'll, we'll get past the, the spoiler wall. Like I said, it's a, rom- it's a rom-com, so it's not like... It's they a, kiss. A, it's not a Marvel movie where there's like big revelations. It's just huge, if, huge spoiler alert for bros. Okay. So Dr. Strange shows up with Peter Parker and Iron Man. I mean, and Chris Evans. There are a lot of surprise cameos at the end of this movie. <laughs> Think about that. Um, but, but we'll, we'll still, if you don't want to be spoiled for how the, we'll the, lift the, the, spoiler the story wall, comes yeah. off. Um, so final, final thought. Uh, funny, but has Do you want me to read your blurb? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Your blurb is, it's definitely funny, and I love Billy Eichner in bits, but not sure if he carries a full league or the Hallmark actor boyfriend. (laughs) That's what he is. Like, you just look at him, you're like, oh yeah, he's definitely under a Christmas tree on a soundstage saying, oh, he's- In July. You know, right, yeah. (laughs) Um, all right, well, uh, we'll, we'll go behind the spoiler curtain here real quick and, uh, and talk about this movie in, uh, illicit detail. Oh boy. As discussed, this is, um, a historic film in that it is the first mainstream gay rom-com. I do just want to say before we dive into anything that Zach and I are not gay, but supportive of all of our LGBT QIA plus mm-hmm. friends and um yeah support we, support their endeavors. Our perspective is just of straight people and um we are allies of course but we want to make sure that if there's anything that we have maybe taken in the wrong context please let us know. If there's anything that maybe we should be corrected on, please let us know. Yep. We're always open to learning and educating ourselves and being respectful of people and their orientation. Love is love. Yeah. And all that stuff. And to like expand on that a little bit too, like we're straight and I personally haven't had many gay friends or acquaintances Mm -hmm. in my life. And that's just the nature of how things (laughs) evolved as I grew up. We're going into this with, with intention of being respectful, but ultimately there's always something we can learn from. So if, if there's something that we say, Please let us know. <laughs> yeah. Anything said is not with any intention of hurt. Uh, of course. If, 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 if me in particular, if I happen to run up against something, then, uh, you know, I, I'll be sure to change my attitude going forward. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah. Also, we saw this movie a while ago, so it's going to be a little rough. <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little chaotic of a recap. Uh, We're catching up. This stuff is hard. This stuff being podcast stuff and regular life as well. So forgive us for the choppiness of it. We'll be better on all accounts. We promise we're a fun time. <laughs> Jesus Just like this movie, as we're going to talk about right now. I'm down for whatever. Yeah, I can do whenever and I can do whatever. Cool. Whatever, whenever. GIF of Michael Scott dancing. Office GIF? This person isn't gay. Behind the spoiler curtain for bros. <laughs> All right. So um, plot wise, 
<laughs> Billy Eichner. Th- this is so, this is one of those things that I find funny. The show, the movie starts off by Billy Eichner's a podcaster, and you're like, there's like so many movies. Four people. layers of plot. There's, I mean, you yeah. always have a plot and a subplot. There's at least like A, B, C, and D happening here. Yes, he is a podcast and radio host for a very uh, notable. He's successful. He's very successful podcast for this thing called the Eleventh Brick. Uh, at Stonewall, which I guess is a reference to some um, moment in gay rights history, and it's Correct. a gay rights history podcast. And he's starting a, uh, the first national LGBTQ plus history museum, and uh, that I mean that's the main thing. That's like his project. Like yeah. he's that's like kind of the formula with. Rom coms is that the lead has like a project and yes. gets sort of like sidetracked it's, and swept off their feet by this person. Kate Hudson's uh article she's writing. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, and he is just not like into dating, I guess. In and out. Yeah. Sort of just outlines the 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 gay community's uh, sex life and that they go on grinder, they hook up and it's very emotionless. Oh, you you see all the all the sex scenes for sure. I mean, they don't exactly show like it's not penetration ex- or anything. It's not explicit, but, no. Yeah. But but it, like the thing that's nice, they treat it just like sure, like a regular yeah rom com sex scene. Just two dudes, mm-hmm. fine, normal. Um, wow, this is the I mean, and then he goes to like dinner with his friends. And again, he's being really insufferable. Like, I'm, I'm telling like, I'm not kidding when I say that it's hard to get. It's hard to root for him early in the movie. It honestly feels like when they were making it, they were just having Billy Eigner riff and they were like, just try things out. And then at the final edit, they just included every single thing that he tried because yeah. it just goes on and on and on. I, the movie is it's not that long. I mean, it's, it's close to a full two hours at 115 minutes. It, it could certainly be nipped and tucked and kind of streamlined. Uh, it, it Like you said, it feels like they let things kind of go on a little too long in the in the improv sessions. Um, but eventually he goes to a nightclub and. Uh, oh, my God. Sorry. You know, Breaking news. Oh, boy. People magazine has named Chris Evans as the sexiest man alive for 2022. Breaking news in the middle of his bros. Huge, podcast. huge news. Just saw this on Twitter. As of like literally 17 minutes ago, huge news. Great day for America. Has he not been before? I don't think so. I don't know. Can you I repeat? Mean, SX yes. Oh, yeah. You can repeat. You, I mean, you get what you pay for. Oh, wow. Good for him. Bravo. Speaking of sexiest man alive. <laughs> Billy Eichner. <laughs> no. Oh. Uh, so they go, to the, they go to the club and Billy's just kind of there. He's helping out a friend or he's there for some opening or some nonsense. Uh, and then he catches eyes with the shirtless hunk of meat that is uh, Aaron, I guess is his name, because Bobby is Billy Eichner's character, uh, as you as you uh, alluded to already. Sorry, uh, I just found the cover. Can we? I'm back. We're I'm doing back. something I'm back. here. I'm back. Keep stop looking at the straight romantic <laughs> male sorry. hunk, and we're talking about the gay romantic male hunks, please. I'm back. I'm back. Club scene. Mm-hmm. They lock eyes. They do. Luke McFarlane is wearing a hat, <laughs> drinking out of like a Capri Sun bag or something. <laughs> it's so the flirting. <sighs> this is one of those things where Billy is like, he's kind of clueless because he's not like into the whole dating scene. He doesn't know what he wants. And then this guy is like, doesn't talk to him. And then whatever. And the it, conversation it, they do have is weird. It's and then very he, awkward. Like there's like a running joke where he just like disappears. Yeah, one, like they just keep turning around and they walk away because they don't, I don't know. Well, no, like Billy starts like talking and then turns around and he's gone. Somehow or another, they still exchange phone numbers. Uh, and the day after, they get into a texting session. Ooh. Which, one of the, a funny part of the movie when you go with the back and forth. Because it's, it's really getting into the, like there are some, some certain perspective focused things from from like like a gay man's view of how these conversations go but they're also very relatable to just people like mm-hmm. how how you deal with like a dating app when you're talking to people and this is stupid like 
It's like, hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? You good? What's up? <laughs> they say bro a lot, which right. I don't know if that was like done on purpose or what, but. Yeah. Um, they, so, but they get off pretty quickly, right? Like the, the, the romance goes kind of quick. They, or uh, Billy is like hanging out with him, but again, he's like, it's hard to gauge what he wants. And I think that's part of what the movie's doing. Like, does he want to have a relationship? Does he not? Anyway, so they, they, they have the conversation back and forth. They eventually go on a date. They, again, sort of are not like, uh, they're sort of not like jiving on this walk. And they're it's, like, it's weird. It's, it's not like tense. Yeah. It's just like they're just trying to kind of feel each other out, I guess. And uh, I, again, which like, is weird because Billy Eichner doesn't date and. And Aaron wants him like wants to know like what he's doing there. Yeah. Or like and then eventually Billy's like because he, all he knows is, oh, you're just going to come up. And yeah. And then he's like, no. And then it's like, OK. <laughs> <laughs> um, eventually they go like on a to the movies. They run into uh, this guy that. He, they knew from high school or uh Aaron knew from high school and um oh yeah that guy was a dude the hockey guy uh he's with his fiance later you find out oh they that guy actually is gay and uh, broke up with his fiance and then he, he starts to have like a threesome him situation and, him and Aaron get Aaron is Luke McFarlane, by the way, we should clarify. Yeah. So Billy, whose name, whose character's name is Bobby, Bobby. We're going to stick with Billy. They, they kind of become friends sort of in a way. Yeah. Friendly. Yeah. Um, and then it just sort of like evolves into a relationship. There's a, there's a, they go like on a trip together or something. And that's when they kind of like fall into the yeah they, the parameters of a relationship. It's all quite awkward, and I think that's another reason why the beginning of the movie is hard. Yeah, it's done. It's done purposefully, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. But when you're watching it, it's like, what are you guys doing? And I'm I'm sure that that's I guess when I say it out loud, it sounds like it's being done on purpose. Um, anyway, I don't know. They they go on a trip together because Billy has to raise money for an exhibit at the museum, which, like, God, the museum plot was. <laughs> museum plot's going on in the background. They they want to put like a gay Abraham Lincoln exhibit. Yeah, but that he's America's first gay president, and they have the evidence supposedly. But they or, don't. No, first by president. That's what right. It is. Yes, that's what it is. Um, it's just. <laughs> Like the the There's museum scenes on. are. I don't know. This feels like a chaotic like. It, it is a little all over the place, but like the museum plots are funny. The the museum uh, boardroom scenes do get good jokes. Yeah, I do think they get good jokes, but they do. When I'm, excuse me, when I'm watching it, it feels. That's when it feels like you kind of see how this movie was made, where it's like they have a bunch of jokes that they want to get out, but yeah. they can't put them in the story. So then they have these side sessions to like get the jokes that they want in and then the romance is kind of put off to the side and then they have to hop back into the romance and there are some poignant moments in in the the dating part of it yeah they um, they go so this this trip they go on there's like a a town in like rhode island or something where Provincetown. like it's uh they have massachusetts to, I guess. oh massachusetts okay yeah. they have to go to one guy's house to ask for money for an exhibit um, Billy's kind of tanking it, but Aaron sort of mops it up and saves the day, gets the funding, all that jazz. From um, uh, Bowen Yang. Bowen Yang. Yeah. He's on, he's in a, I don't think it's a rom-com, but I think it's a gay comedy on Hulu that mm -hmm. people are saying might be like better than bros. Been well, wanting to check that out. Wasn't there another one this summer like called Fire Island? That's what I'm talking about. Oh, I thought that was like a movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. We're talking about the same thing? Yeah. Got it. <laughs> um, but that's when, like, they kind of, like, get real with each other and kind of accept to, like, be, not accept yeah. to be in a relationship, but just, they get vulnerable. Yeah. It, like, you see, it's in the pitch 
Aaron's the one that is able to seal the deal. He pushes it forward. And that's when Billy kind of sees like, oh, this guy is like. He's, he's not just a hunk of meat. Like he's actually like kind of intelligent. Yeah. And then because Aaron also spills his like dream. This is where we learn what his dream is, is to be a chocolatier. He wants to make tiny little chocolates. <laughs> My God, I forgot about that. Uh, <laughs> um, then, uh, you know, they grow together, but in the, the part of the thing is like Billy has. He has like these confidence issues and he's yeah, always always having of, to tone down his like he, outward personality. Yeah. So Aaron's always saying, like, can you chill with like. You know, gay rights and history and all this being like the number one thing of your personality. and. Billy's always kind of looking over his shoulder of like, who is going to come and steal this man from me kind of. Yeah. And like he picks up on that because we find out that Aaron has always wanted to hook up with that hockey player friend from high school. And now that like it's known that he's gay, that he's like kind of intimidated by it, pressured by it. I don't know the right word there but yeah because he tries to like bro up like <laughs> yeah. well like no i guess that's after they, they break up at some point because you know uh, so the, the 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 real breaking point and i we're trying to tie this all together the real breaking point is uh aaron's family comes into the city and billy eichner is you know they're all gonna hang out and Billy Eichner's like, oh no, I have this whole thing planned. And again, like they, like you kind of mentioned, they go do a bunch of gay history stuff, and it's like, that's not oh, yeah, what the family really wants to do. Oh, and yeah. and and Bobby tells him like, hey, we're gonna go to dinner with them. Like, can you like tone it down for a bit? Like, just lay off the gay history stuff, and like it doesn't basically need saying to be there like, the whole time. don't be yourself, which yeah. is the worst thing to say. Especially when you are meeting your partner's parents, especially when Bobby or Billy Eichner specifically opened up about that at the at the retreat yes. in, in Providence or yes. Provincetown. Um, so then they they break up for a minute. Uh, Aaron goes and hangs out with the hockey player guy. Yeah. Uh, Billy then goes on to these dating apps and tries to like. Oh lift God. weights and he bro up with up that and, gym guy that was so funny yeah where he like puts on a bro voice because he's a big bro and then when he reveals that like he's not the big bro voice the guy's like what the hell and that's when billy kind of also has a realization of like oh would you have liked me if i was myself and he's like yeah he's yeah like, oh okay there's a then we get back to the museum plot <laughs> where there's a the museum's trying to open there's a boycott they, they have to work. Deborah Messing is involved. Deborah Messing shows Billy up. Billy manages to piss her off. Like, oh uh, god! And because Billy's going through a, a hard time personally, he has this big blow up. And you know, I didn't really think that was that bad personally. Like maybe it just wasn't like executed well. But everyone was like pissed at him, and I was like, I don't know. I feel like he was like talking sense, but maybe that was just me. Yeah, I. I it was to me it was just another instance of like not like I I wasn't sitting there necessarily saying like tone it down but it's like he has no self awareness at any yeah. point to know when to turn it like it's not that you shouldn't be yourself mm -hmm. like my my I think this is my problem with with Billy Eichner's character in the movie he is all about like trying to always be himself and put it out there and be who he is and be have his interests in 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 gay history and all that stuff. All of that is perfectly fine and normal, but like you have to know when to read the room, like in the in the dinner with his parents. Like, yeah, I understand what he's passionate about this. Sure. And yes, he shouldn't be told to tone it down after just opening up about it. But like, why would you there's think ways his being, parents would want to know this stuff? There's ways of being that type of way in an effective manner that isn't doing a full core press yeah especially with people you've never met before yeah i don't know i and mean like maybe it, that's just you and me and our, our personalities maybe. and maybe that's just not the case with some people especially people who are trying to pave their way out of 
oppression in some regards. Yeah. And it all comes back around at the end. It ties off with a nice bow with the, the family. With, but like the thing with that, though, is that by the time we get to the museum stuff, like I don't care. I I, yeah. I completely forgot about the museum. I'm invested in like these two and like what they're going to like, what's going to happen with them, yeah. how are they going to get back together, if they're going to get back together or, you know, whatever. It just. Yeah. So like the the museum sort of just it, it now that we're towards the end of it, the museum sets up as like a, a setting for the climactic moment, but it's also sort of emblematic of the wedge between the two of them. Because we, we did skip over an earlier scene when Billy does take him to this gala yes. at, the, at the museum. And Aaron starts to feel like he's not gay enough. Like, he's not, he doesn't have gay pride. He's just right. a gay man. And Billy is, like, all about being gay and he's, gayness well, and his gay history. It's not. It's, it's that, but his, he feels like his entire life is a lie because he doesn't like his job and he's not super proud. and Right. Just generally miserable. And that's when he sort of falls back in, yeah. in with, with Billy and they have the, 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 the trip. Yeah. And it feels good. And then all of a sudden it, it falls apart because Billy is so much himself. And then Aaron starts to be pulled by the home stuff, whether it's his hockey player, you know, old hockey player friend or his family or whatever. Anyway, we get to the big climactic scene. There's a, the opening of the museum. Uh, somehow. Uh, Bobby is still trying to like reach out to Billy, meets him under the bridge. Bobby, no. Sorry, a Aaron. Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> we we're, we're in trouble for bouncing between actor names and character names. Um, but you know he Aaron makes the chocolates for him and tries to get him back and tries to reconcile and like he feels like he's grown, but Billy won't open himself up for this moment. Yeah, and then that was a very poignant bit, I think, because like yeah. He's trying, like, Aaron was trying to kind of be better. And at this, but at that point in that fight, it's still Billy's having to come face to face with his own insecurities of, like, not considering himself to not be good enough to be with someone like Aaron. Yeah. Um, refusing to accept that, like, Aaron already likes him, so it shouldn't matter yeah blah, blah, blah. it's it's two people that like each other but keep finding a reason to like try to pull away from each other yeah maybe um and somehow <laughs> in the background of all this billy eichner made a song uh that was to the music of garth brooks yeah, there is a Garth Brooks like joke somewhere in there that, that I remember. Because Aaron is a gay guy, but he's like into. He's like the straightest gay guy. They make jokes about that because he like references The Office and he likes sports and. And Garth Brooks music. And Garth Brooks. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this appeals to, to, to Aaron and they kiss and they agree to start dating properly i guess and yeah the parents come back and it's all amicable and yeah um aaron has like a awakening moment with like his brother who interestingly is played by jay rodriguez who is one of the original fab five of queer eye for the straight guy oh and I didn't know that he is actually playing a straight character in the movie. Yeah, a straight character that's getting a divorce. Yes. Yeah. Which, I mean, I applaud it. I, you know, gay people plays, you know, Luke McFarlane plays straight people all the time, and mm -hmm. straight people unfortunately play gay people or trans people or whatever all the time. So why can't it be a two way street? Um, then we get uh, a bunch of cameos in the museum. Uh, we get people like uh, Ben Stiller is in the movie for a second because <laughs> oh, that's what it was. Because this is then this is Billy again reaching out to Aaron's side. What? Because his favorite movie is like Night of the Museum. <laughs> uh, or was it his, his parents really like Night of the Museum? Oh, I think one he, of those like, two things. he likes it. And so it's like trying to make a Night of the Museum esque section of the the Gay History Museum. Because it's Aaron says it's all so depressing and it's like, yeah, yeah, here's some fun stuff. So it's like, right. Well, that's what he pitches to Aaron Yang or is Bowen, Aaron? Yang. Bowen, Bowen Yang is yeah. they make like a ride, a roller coaster, <laughs> a roller coaster that like takes you to hell. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. I, see, that's the, that, I, this, the I, here's it's if you've, if you've made it through this chaotic yeah, part, that's literally what I was going to say, I'm sorry because this converse, this discussion about it is a little chaotic. It's because the movie is a little chaotic. Like it yeah. is kind of all over the place. Not, not that it's, it doesn't have its storyline focuses. There are focuses, threads there, yes. But the jokes are sort of just like here and there and everywhere to the point where you're you're distracted by stuff. Um, like there are, there are jokes that are in woven into the plot for sure, but there's also plenty of jokes that are just like side side yeah. quests. I don't I don't know how else to put that. I mean, it's, I, I don't know. I liked it, ultimately. The rom-com aspect of it, I think, is great. I think it, there were moments there that I resonated with, just kind of driving home the point, you know, a broad point that, like, gay people are just people. We all experience these things in the same way. We should all be treated equally in that regard, if you're catching what I'm throwing. Yeah. And I think if we're going to criticize this movie, for, it has nothing to do with right. Well, I mean, if we're going to criticize this movie, it's it's not going to be because of any uh, cultural things. It's just no. going to be. I think the movie is a little messy. Yeah, I, I think it does. It is maybe a little too long. It is a little unfocused in parts. It does need to be trimmed down a little bit rather than just kind of let loose. Uh, it does need to be. It does need to be smoothed out, and I don't mean like smoothed over. Like, oh, this was this was too gay. You no. can't. You can't put this. Just. It's it's a little rough and maybe and I think this is um, I equate it to like a Taika Waititi movie like what like we talked about with Thor Love and Thunder. And I mean what I mean by that is you don't because of the subject matter in this movie or because of who's in charge in a Taika movie, you don't want to be the person that says, no, we can't do that. Yeah. And so instead of saying no to things, you just kind of do everything. I get that. And so there's things that like probably don't work, uh, whether it's a joke, whether it's a quick story turn, whether it's Billy Eichner's performance. You, there's nowhere to ever sit to kind of like reel it in and not to not to tone it down as, as they would tell Billy Eichner's character, but just c- kind of what we were saying, like you have to know when to. Like, yes, comedy is about kind of getting to that line and pushing that, pushing the envelope and all that sort of stuff. But I think there's times where this movie kind of gets lost on itself. Yeah. Trying to tell, trying to be one Maybe too many things. do a little too much. Yeah. Um, but that's a. Uh, well, I mean, it's gross. worth noting that there's possibly why this conversation was so chaotic is because we saw this movie <laughs> several weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and I believe at, the time of this recording it is um on hbo max now yeah uh i don't know if it's it was released on pvod for rent on october 18th the last month um either way i think this is a movie that you could you can sit down and watch and have a good time yeah like there's there's nothing wrong with it i it's it's gonna be unfairly remembered, yeah, because of its box office. Yeah, um, that's what a lot of the headlines were like: straight people didn't show up for Bros. And yeah, it's like, all right, well. but you know what? I they if they were making the movie, they had to know that was gonna happen. Like, not that like it was gonna be rebuked and and be a flop, but just like it is appealing to a smaller demographic and it's not, an incre- not, it's an incredible accomplishment as well. Yeah. Like it's something that the fact that Billy, they did it at all. Billy Eichner can hang his hat on. Absolutely. It's, um, you know, it, you're not going to get the entire audience on it. I think they have to know that. And it's not like it was a big budget. 22 million is not big, but it, 13 million is, is certainly not a lot of money. And that's unfortunate because now you're going to have more trouble trying to make the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's why things like Crazy Rich Asians or even Black Panther is 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 awesome that they happened, because without Crazy Rich Asians, do you have Shang-Chi get made? You know, who knows? But um, anyway, there's 
th- this movie should not have performed as low as it did. I think is no. kind of what we're trying to hit on. It's better. It's better than what you know the f- data suggests. Yeah, and just just go watch it. <laughs> yeah, with the same you know, energy that you would to take in a rom com. Just just give it a shot. Why not? Yeah, like it's it's unfortunate that we have to put all these labels on it, yeah. but that's just what it is. It's you know, if if I just said it's a romantic comedy, then you'd maybe like it. But anyway, um, that's bros. So that is our uh, chaotic breakdown of bros. Um, Thanks for sticking with us. Yes, it's uh, I I don't know what happened with this one. <laughs> like we're it, it took we've seen like we said it's been a minute since we've seen it. It's also past my bedtime. Yeah. There's a time change. This is why we, we, in the future, we're doing these a little bit more closer to. Um, and uh, I don't know. I think it's it's hard for me with a movie where it's kind of just like, yeah, I thought it was fine. Because, like, I don't commit this stuff to, like, my memory bank of, okay, this is what happened because I really love this movie. Or this is what happened because I hated this part of the movie. It's like, it was a fun movie. I had a good time. Go enjoy yourself. Um it's it's yeah, it's I not a Marvel movie. It's not a DC movie. I don't want to say that so. this was forgettable. No, it's not. It's not forgettable. It it certainly is a landmark. It's just it's just foggy. It's just a little foggy. It's a little foggy. Uh, and there's, and as we kind of mentioned in with a little uh, disclaimer, there's also certain things where just for me, per, I, this is me personally speaking. I I don't know how you feel about it, but because of some of the nature of the things in the movie, whether it's you know, the threesome sex scenes or the visceral blowjobs or whatever. I'm never going to feel comfortable like talking about that on a microphone. And so maybe that's why it's like, I feel like I'm dancing around certain things, but I don't mean to be. Um, so it's, it's hard to like keep focused and remember telling the story. Cause you're like, Oh yeah, is this the part where they, they show the blow? No, that's a little bit later. And like, you know, it's uh, all that to say, Partially my bad for being an uncomfortable uh, straight white male that doesn't know what to do with himself. Blech. But <laughs> yeah, um, my, I, apparently just me is is what I'm learning on that on that front between the two of us. Um, any uh, any final thoughts on uh, on our our bro venture? I hope I hope time treats it kindly and it maybe just becomes like a cult classic over the next like 20 years and that we get more movies like this. We get more mainstream LGBT content out there um, because we could all do better with more diverse representation all across the board. For sure. Um, Looking forward. Um, We're seeing Black Panther soon. Right. We're we, the reason that we try to get all these podcasts out so quickly and in such force right now is because the final film of phase four in the mcu this this pillar that we've been looking forward to uh in black panther wakanda forever we're seeing it opening night on uh thursday november 10th it'll be in wide release that friday the 11th uh which is probably in the past by the time you're listening to this we plan on seeing it that night recording that night and we will we're going to get all these up over the weekend and then black panther will come out on monday give you the weekend to uh to hopefully see that movie and uh and we'll do our best to have a quick non-spoiler review but knowing it's going to be a marvel movie knowing all the things we have to get into with the death of chadwick boseman and how this movie affects so many other properties it will be a heavy spoiler discussion for black Panther: wakanda forever um i'm not ready I don't think I'll ever be ready. Yeah, if the Rihanna song that they release is any um, was, indication of what the the tenor of the film is going to be, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be going to be an emotional emotional um, time of the movie. We're also going to be better about doing this regularly, mm-hmm. um, just because you know peak cinema season is coming award season is around the corner mm-hmm. yeah we got some movies to to catch up on um, in terms of awards plus more like common. holiday stuff too like that glass onion thing is right yeah. around the corner and again as like a, a personal side of it i'm a sports reporter cover high school football high school football is going to be done so there's going to be plenty of time <laughs> to get these things out in a more timely manner um and thankfully it's going to be right around when we get more movies like 
Uh, things like uh, next week uh, after well, we get Black Panther this week. Next week you have the menu, which we still need to see a ticket to paradise. Creepy. We still need to see ticket to paradise. We slipped on that, but that's again life busy. We have we went we've been on some studio tours over the past oh, couple yeah, weekends. We did do we might that. talk about those. We in did a talk about movie. WB a little bit already, but since mm-hmm. then we've done another one, and we'll have done another one. Yeah, uh, week after, after that we'll get uh, the Fablemans, uh, the, the Steven Spielberg movie. Uh, Disney has a new movie, animated movie coming out. I don't know if anybody knows about this. Uh, I, Strange World? With Jake Gyllenhaal and Jake Gabrielle Gyllenhaal. Union. Gabrielle Union. Alan Tudyk. In this movie that like nobody knows about. It's just happening. Uh, and then some, some wonderful um, Christmas fair. And then we get to Avatar. Uh, oh my god. Many people care about Avatar. I read a thing today that says James Cameron is willing to stop after the third one if nobody gives a shit. Yeah, he said that, but he's also also been on the record saying that he's filmed part of four. I don't care. You can shelf anything. <laughs> anyway. Uh, All of that said, if you're still here and you're still subscribed... Thank you so much for subscribing to this podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this hot mess um, episode. Yes. Um, like I said, we'll be we'll be better. Um, <laughs> um, and if anything, we hope you had fun listening to yeah. our ramblings. Yeah. Know. We hope. <laughs> and we we hope you had fun listening to our ramblings. And I hope my editing came through. Come. <laughs> you come because you're friends with us and you stay because we're actually pretty okay (laughs) yeah that's that's the way to that's the slogan that's the slogan (laughs) if anything else again if you're still if you've made it through this part i know you're gonna listen to the next podcast anyway but wakanda forever will be better because we know we're both very passionate about this stuff we know we're gonna have a thought about this movie one way or the other uh and i promise you as well it will be timely. It will stick in our heads better and yep. we will know the plot. Yep. Um, <laughs> moving forward, if you want to find us on social media, our Instagram is the main place to be. It's a.z underscore movie review. You can also find us on Twitter at a underscore z underscore movie review. Um, anything else I'm forgetting? Oh, like, subscribe, rate, review. Do everything. Follow us on wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. And um, again, we're sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're we're loopy right now. I don't I don't know what I'm to tell you. you what I do know what to tell you is we'll see you at the movies. Bye.